to the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Holy smokes, Batman. It's Gaggle of Geeks on 2SER. the sweet sounds of geese it has been a while hello tali hello sophie i was just about to say we haven't heard those geese goosing oh this is a great start i was like honking 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 honking. (laughs) i was about to say i don't think geese goose like yeah there's geese goosing i think they goose i think they goose a lot geese can goose absolutely they can goose and honk there we go Oh, it's been a while. Yes, I've been on holiday and we've just been elsewhere. Yeah. Yes, crossing paths, a bit of sickness, but we're back. We're, we're back. back. I think this is like what? Is it like the third or fourth one that we've got together since in 2019? We're oh, getting man. there. We're getting yeah. there. Yeah, look, look. We have we, our... We're achieving things. Totally, totally. But this is Gaggle of Geeks, a 2SER podcast where we chat all things good and geeky as well as everything in pop culture. And we seem to have come back in a week that's just been dominated by Disney. Yeah, we really have, haven't we? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. It's like the only thing on everyone's lips right now. It's just like I think like it's Disney nostalgia is hitting us right in the feels at the moment. It's mm-hmm. like they've literally gone, hey, did you grow up in the 90s and did you love some childhood classics because we're just going to bring them all back or we're going to all be talking about it. The thing is now, is which was different to the 90s when these movies came out, mm-hmm. is that they're now kind of aimed at, you know, an older audience as well as a younger audience, but they're definitely banking on that nostalgia factor. So it is an older audience, but it's an older audience who now have access to social media. So like they bring out their announcements. I'm just thinking back to Little Mermaid and Black um, Ariel and everyone just like losing their tiny minds, which I guess like if they had done that, even if they had done like, animated Little Mermaid back in the 90s and yeah. then like the next year brought out a live action with a black Ariel, black Ariel is like you wouldn't have had the same kind of uproar that we're seeing now because yeah. people do have social media. I think people like no doubt people still wouldn't have been happy. It's just they wouldn't have had the platform to voice that unhappiness. But now we live in a world where the moment something comes out, everyone just gives their opinion, which is good, but it's also like oh. it's the world we live in. Oh. They're so loud, though. They're so, oh. so loud. But my favourite bits of that whole Ariel casting of Halle, uh, Halle Bailey, not Bailey. Barry, that yeah. had yes. many people confused that morning. <laughs> Isn't she a bit old to play a yeah. teenager? I mean, great actress, don't get me wrong. But I still feel like she could do it. <laughs> All I'm saying is I still feel like she could do it. But, yes, Halle, Halle Bailey Halle instead Bailey. of Halle Berry. But, like, the main things are like, oh, like, she she can't be because she lives under the sea and they don't and because there's no sunlight she wouldn't get melanin. Oh my god! <laughs> Just like what? What? Do you know what I also absolutely loved about it? It's it's Ursula is purple. Like yeah. she's purple. So if the argument is going to be that you have to be the same skin colour as the original Little Mermaid, then you can't have an Ursula because no one is naturally purple. Right. Like it's just 
oh my god it's just oh. there's a part where you're like this is actually kind of funny also having said that I know that Mel- Melissa McCarthy is in the running like she's yeah. the favorite to play mm-hmm. Ursula but I'm here for Lizzo like the videos <gasps> that she has posted on Lizzo. social media where she actually gets into like the purple paint and sings I am here for Lizzo as Ursula but I feel that if another black actress slash singer is cast, like, Twitter's going to go into meltdown. Like, it might be the end of the world. Oh, but Twitter will be worshipping the the, the tentacles of Lizzo because, A, she's amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, and, like, the fact she's been painting herself up campaigning to be... I know. She's so smart and I she's mean, done it at exactly the right time because, like, right now we are absolutely living in a world of Lizzo. Mm-hmm. Like, her at Glastonbury, like, everyone was talking about it. So, mm-hmm. you know, if she's going to do it, like, this is the time where it's just like, yes, you you, you talk to those people and you put it out there because she's creating the hype. So well, I think the sad thing is is if she doesn't get cast, whoever does get cast, people will be like, Lizzo did a better job. Liz- Lizzo deserved to be it. Well, I'll be that or I'll be like Titus from um... – Oh, oh yes, yeah. um, Kimmy Schmidt. Schmidt. Like Titus, <laughs> I was like, I was like Titus and Dropadot, but I was like, no, I'm pretty no. sure that's Titus. Oh my god, what's his? He's I just Titus. He's <laughs> There's no yeah. way you're describing. He's just Titus, but I feel like he would do a very extravagant job <laughs> as yeah. Ursula. Oh my god, because Ursula he... was based off a drag queen. So ah, look, yeah. that makes sense. Mm. Like you need someone who can get that, just like that villainous kind of thing going on. Mm. But yeah, it's really interesting. I yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. But the thing was is that like yeah, people were losing their tiny minds at the idea that Ariel the mermaid could be played by someone who is black. And so yeah. I love the counter outrage that people were like, "How dare they cast a human?" How dare they, like, not cast a mermaid? This is discrimination against mermaids. A mermaid should have been cast in that role. <laughs> it is so funny, isn't it? Like, the idea that so many animated, like, it's the same with The Lion King, is that obviously the animated version was with animated lions and mm. now you're going to do this, like, live remake with actual real actors. and With animated live action. So yeah, 3D. But- lines yeah yeah but it's still like that idea where you're just like no it needs to be the like there's a part of me that just goes no it needs to be the original like Mm. it's just it's it's an interesting thing like I'm here for it but at the same time I'm also very skeptical so I don't know it's all just very interesting but at no point would I ever go oh no I don't believe that like that person can't be that thing because that like yeah it's very confusing Mm. I mean the upgrade to the Lion King cast is like, yay, they are all black, pretty much. Yes, yes. Um, so looking great. And you have like Donald Glover and Chance the Rapper consulting on music. Yeah, which what? is, you know, good hands. Good hands. hands. And then the rest of the score, Hans Zimmer. What, what yes. Like? But um, the motion picture soundtrack was dropped uh, this week. Well, today, mm-hmm. technically, Tali. Um, yeah. And just before we were recording, we were listening to a bit to Can You Feel the Love. Now, this features Donald Glover, Beyonce, Billy Eichner, and Seth Rogen. (laughs) Thoughts, Tali, thoughts. See, the thing is, and it's one of those things is that it would have been funny if we were still recording when, when we listened to it because 
the like I was there for the um you know the Timon Puma interaction. Mm. I was like, it sounds a little bit different, but I'm here. I can hear it. Like they're changing it up, but I still believe. Like I'm still here for who it is. And then Donald Glover and Beyonce came in, and they kind of like in that scene scene of the movie. It's like. Simba is like, so many things to tell her, but how to make her see the truth about my past impossible. Should I, like, it is that kind of thing. And then, she, like, Nala comes in, and it's the idea is that these two characters are in perfect harmony. Like, they literally sing that, like, can you feel the <laughs> love is. tonight? Because they are in perfect harmony. Literally a lyric. And the irony was is that they were not in perfect harmony. It was like Beyonce was too much of a star. And so it was like she was doing her like classic Beyonce runs and like her interpretation of the song. Donald sounded like he was holding back, which is ironic because that is one of the lyrics, like he's holding back, he's hiding. But it was, <laughs> was more like he's it? holding yeah. It's like more like he's holding back because someone has said don't like outshine Beyonce in this song. Like it was just, I, I'm not going to lie, I did not like it. it was just, now, like maybe I need to listen to it again. Maybe. But on first reaction, I was, yeah, not impressed. Like, uh-huh. I hear Beyonce and I can hear Donald Glover just straining a bit in the background. <laughs> and I'm like, mate, I know you can hit the big notes. What are you yeah. doing? He also, like, sounded a bit flat. Mm. Like, it's just like, it was kind of like someone went, hey, Donald, you got to go into the studio to record. And he was like, oh, but I just got out of, like, off a 48-hour flight and I have no energy. He's like, can I go get a coffee? And they're like, no, you have to go into the studio right now. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. And it's just like that, where it's like that's not Donald Glover. Like, he has a lot of energy. We Mm. see him perform. We know that he can hit the high notes we know that he has the range but there was even a point where I was like can Donald Glover sing because it just it they yeah it's like they did not it did not work well I hope so because he's in the country next week and I'm seeing him so I really hope he can sing oh my god I'm so I'm so so insanely sad that after he like I had tickets to Childish Gambino last year at the opera house and then he hurt his stupid foot yeah still have not got over it and then I missed out on tickets for this one now that I'm in Melbourne. So I was just like, why Why you do this to me? Why? Why? So cool. But I will say his, uh, his appearance on Jimmy Kimmel in line onesie was just yeah. mwah, mwah. <laughs> gorgeous. And then he talked about how he broke his foot. And now that's why Childish Gambino is continuing because Australia missed out. It's like, oh, gee, thanks. Yeah. The guilt, it was real. Thank you. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. But yeah, um, I guess the when the Lion King is that out out now or no, is it? It's next week. So all the premieres are this week, and then uh, okay, cool, cool, and cool. then yeah, it'll be out in cinemas for us next Thursday. Ah, uh, yeah. So we cool. can give our full review then. Um, yes. All I know is, is the early reviews aren't that. Oh, all that. Yeah. Because while, why is that? Well, apparently it's hard for a lion's face to emote emotions. Oh. So while, you know, animation-wise it's beautiful, but, you know, they're not human faces. They're working with animal faces and trying to uh, give them a bit more oomph. But, you know, there's only so much you can do, I guess. I guess that is 
a real issue, isn't it? Because you were mm. like, oh, like if the animation was bad, mm. they would get dragged for it to be like, that doesn't look like a real lion. Like, you know, technology, like technology's advanced, rah, 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 rah. Yeah. But if you, yeah, you kind of, I guess that's the joy of an animation is that you can go, yep, we could make this face do whatever it wants to do. But when you're trying to make a realistic lion, <laughs> it'd be weird if a realistic lion then had like, you know, normal human teeth and then was smiling like wildly or doing something like that. So it's just, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Well, that's yeah, the beauty of the animated cartoon version because they could do yeah, that. Exactly. Like, everyone would strange. just, yeah. no, because you just suspend disbelief because yeah. that's the way it's presented as a cartoon. You're like, yeah, yeah, that happens. Like, yeah. of course that does. You're trying to show this emotion so everyone gets it but when yeah. you're like we're doing full animal realistic-esque animations that's 3d mm, no yeah it's it's an interesting bow um something that's interesting that also kind of ties some things in mm. is um the mulan trailer that also dropped because of now another live action mm. and i say ties in because there will be no singing no um, which is interesting and there will be no mushu either which i'm just like what is mulan then but apparently it is more um the traditional story of Mulan and the legend of Mulan rather than the animated version. So it looks like they're going a very different way. Yeah. It, like the trailer looks haunting and beautiful. Um, but again, something interesting. Sword It'll be looks, interesting to see what they do. Yeah. Sword work looks divine in it. Um, oh my goodness. I was so, this is what's so funny. Like, and I think that this is why, I mean, like it's hard when they recreate these classics that like, people who grew up with them have yeah. such a special place for them in their heart because I was like, um, why is Mulan's hair still long? Like, doesn't she cut it with the sword? How come she hasn't cut it with the sword? Why is her <laughs> hair still long? And then there was a part of me that was like, because even with the most amazing CGI, I'm pretty sure it's impossible to cut your hair with a sword and it look good for the rest of the movie and not be weird. Like, <laughs> there were parts where I was just like, okay, just I guess I can accept that you're just going to have long hair. Just That's memories fine. back to 98 as you try to do it with your kitchen knife as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Failing abysmally. Does not work, guys. You need a sharper knife. <laughs> It was, but the tra I did really enjoy the trailer. And the one thing that was just, it like, I watched the trailer and mm. it looked beautiful. It really, really did look beautiful. But the moment it finished, even though it doesn't have music, for the rest of the day, I was just like sitting at my desk at work, just going, let's get down <laughs> to business. <laughs> I was like, how am I doing that when that song didn't even come up? It just like immediately was like, Mulan, here's the song, sing the song, totally. live the life. I was trying to watch it the other day, but my bloody friend stole my stream. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop it. But that is not hard. No, but I am glad that they, you know, changed the love interest from a white man back into an Asian man. Yes. Thank but goodness also, for like, that. The trailer also looked like that Mulan had a sibling. Yeah, I think she has a like, sister in this. A sist yeah. Where I, like, isn't Mulan an only child and that's why she has to go to take her father's place in war because... But even if she has a sister, they both can't take their father's place in war, so it still stands. Okay. It's just like... They just have no <laughs> sons. They, he has no sons. 
Maybe I just also created a narrative in my head to be like, but if she dies, she's an only child and then her parents have no one. <laughs> like, okay, so that's cool. Yeah. It just seems more drama with an only child going off to war and living a lie at the potential, like, that they'll get caught out. So, yeah. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, no, no Shang Li, but a Shang Li S <laughs> character. <laughs> yes. It's. Like, but then I also enjoyed the matchmaker because that was like weirdly in the trial, like the trial. Mm. And that's why I think it's so interesting for the um, memories that we hold for movies mm. that while the trailer was happening, I was just really interested to see like what the matchmaker would look like because her makeup is just so like great <laughs> in the animated version. Yeah. Um, so I was just like, uh, will they kind of do the same thing? Like, or was, will it be a toned down version of it? And you can definitely tell it's a homage to the makeup without being like totally crazy and wild. Yeah. But it is one of those things where I was like, oh, I didn't know that that meant as much to me as it did until I was actually watching it, waiting to see what, it, what the matchmaker would look like. Mm. See, the makeup I got a bit wigged out by. Oh. Um, because I was like, oh, that's very geisha-esque. Yeah, look. That's, I was, oh, that's actually, yeah. I was like, oh, wrong culture. But then yeah. I was like, no, wait, they do that in Chinese operas, like the full-on yeah. heavy white face makeup. And I'm mm. like, but wait, they don't do those in Chinese historicals. So I don't know why they've gone so heavy-handed with <laughs> the white paint makeup. Because it was like, it doesn't feel culturally sensitive in that way. Because even well, when you do watch Chinese, like, historical, yeah. like, periodic, like, films and serials, they don't put on that much makeup. So I don't know who they're doing a homage to there. <laughs> What's going on there? Well, that was one of the criticisms that came from the trailer is mm. the um, different Chinese accents that were picked up during the talking is that there were some obviously um, – Chinese American accents mm. and then one but the dad would sound different to the mum who would sound different to Mulan and someone was just like what are they trying to achieve here um, and someone came out to say well I think it's supposed to represent you know the whole of China and like everyone comes from different things, regions yeah, different things and then people were like but within the same family um, I think that, that <laughs> that's, that's true the within the same family they have a point there on the accent yeah. <laughs> But then at the same time, I think that, that that's like the thing about these movies, like with The Lion King, with Little Mermaid, with Mulan, with any remake, mm. is that people will go over it with a fine tooth comb to be like, and everyone will have different expectations of what they want from it. And there will be different things. And it'll just be interesting to see like the movies in their entirety, to see if they do stand up to the movies that we know and love um, and then also obviously how they're received. I mean, Aladdin wasn't that well received. Yeah, no. So. Which was so upsetting because Jafar, like, well, no, that's not the reason for why <laughs> movies should be well received. Just for hot Jafar. Like, Jafar was beautiful. So, like, what's going on there? <laughs> but um, wait, the girl from um, Aladdin, she's in the new Charlie's Angels though, isn't she? Oh, is she? Yeah. I know Kristen Stewart is. Oh, like, she looks. I love how clear she is in that new trailer for um, Charlie's Angels. Like she was literally. I was like, you don't need anyone else. You just need Kristen Stewart. Like totally she do. dominated. Oh, hello. It's just... be wild, wild. And it just looks fun. Like yes, yeah. You, it's you definitely go in knowing you're not going to take this seriously, but. 
Um, yeah. I'm really enjoying the stuff that Elizabeth Banks is putting out with her production company. Just yes. like female-focused, fun yeah. action movies. Because why Which the hell not? Much, yeah, like what Reese Witherspoon is doing with mm. hers as well. Like yeah, female-led like dramas yeah. and shows and stuff yeah. like that. But I think the difference with this Charlie's Angels is that while it also looks fun and you're absolutely right, I also feel like I would trust them more than, you know, the Cameron Diaz, Lucy <laughs> Lou Drew Barrymore iteration. And that absolutely. is like based on like, you know, a very small trailer. But these ones seem to be like, yeah, okay, cool. I feel like you can have fun, but you can also kick ass. Mm. So, yeah, Naomi Scott is the girl from Aladdin who is also going oh. to be in Charlie's Angels. There we go. There yeah. we go. So, fun times. But, yeah, no, that cast looks incredibly fun. I mean, you've got Noah Centineo, everyone's sweetheart from... Um, Oh to all the boys. To all the boys, I, that thing. Yes. <laughs> Slash every other Netflix movie he's been in. <laughs> I don't know if he was just working on all those projects before and then it just so happened that it was always going to be a rollout, but it just feels like he became super famous in To All the Boys I've Loved Before and then it was just like, we need a love interest. I know, Noah Centino, and then he just popped up. Because it was why wild. Not? Why not? Get, yeah. get the cutie. Get the cutie in. We need the Look, cutie in. And I did kind of semi-squee when I saw Chris Pang in it, even though I know he was playing, like, a short villain role. I was like, <laughs> yay, Aussie Asian boy. You go, you. You go, you. <laughs> You're like, I'm still going to support it. Oh, totally. It was the same with Spider-Man Far From Home. I was like, Remy High. I love Remy High. I'm, gonna, I'm all in for it for Remy High. <laughs> Um, how was Spider Man? I haven't seen it. Um, look, it was it was sweet and okay. I wouldn't call it amazing. And it was quite a slow start, that film, and yeah. it, it kind of runs on right after um Avengers uh, Endgame. So you were like, Oh, there's gonna be a lot of fallout from what happened in that and it was just like, Oh, they're pretty chill about this and Spidey's a little emo, but not too emo, <laughs> unlike Spider-Man 3 when he went full emo. <laughs> God, I was watching that the other day going, I forgot how awful this dance <laughs> this is, is Tony Maguire's dancing is. I was like, oh, who greenlit this? But no, it was, yeah, it was sweet. Um, mm. You don't seem in- that impressed with it, though. Like, Yeah. It was kind of just like a filler movie in a way. and. Mm. Which is a shame because it was kind of ending this final, this like phase, I think phase three of the Marvel where they're going yep. before the start, the next phase, which is after this movie. So I was yep. like, oh, are they going to go with a bang? And I was like, oh, all right. It was pretty stock standard superhero movie. But, yep. you know, Sendai is great. Remy High yeah. was hilarious. Um, yep. You had some good moments um, in there. But, you know, overall... It could not. have been not as amazing as one would hope it would have been. Um, yeah. Locations were amazing since they were all over Europe. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal plays the villain Mysterio and oh, he, is, he is looking real fat. <laughs> so fat. <laughs> you do you, Jake. You do you. You do you, Jakey. You do you, Jakey. And I am so, so creepy. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, Sophie, do you need a moment? <laughs> I'm good. I am totally good. Um, but yeah, no, like, but do stay for the end 
for the end credits because <laughs> they are actually quite funny. So I, and they kind of have a bit more ramifications for the greater Marvel universe. So do stay oh. for the ending. But overall, it was just a bit. Yeah, it was just, just very stock standard. Mm, you wanted more for something that like was going to herald some kind of you know well, final chapter kind of thing. In a way, because like you know you've got Spider Man, he's still reacting to the death of Iron Man in Avengers. And yep. he's trying to live up to that legacy, but he wasn't very emotional in that way. He was just being very teenagey, yeah. and it was like, I know you're a teenager, but dude, you've gone through some hectic stuff. Like, yeah, usually that adults you up a bit, but he just kind of reverted back into a kid, and it was just like, I, oh. I, I, don't, I don't know where the growth has gone here. It's, it's, it's stunted somehow. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh. So I think that was my main issue with it and the way it kind of moved in that way. And he was just yeah. wasn't doing anything for the first half of the movie. Yeah. It's uh, a shame because okay. Tom Holland is adorable. Yeah. But, yeah. Just wasn't feeling the energy. Wasn't. Um. Do you know what? Speaking of final chapters mm. of movies, but the exact opposite was I went to see Toy Story 4 <laughs> and – Oh my goodness. I was I don't think I was ready for how great it was. Yeah. Like, I was excited to go, but it I felt had it all and I felt it perfectly summed up the Toy Story story. Like yeah. it was it like I cried, I laughed, I screamed. There were some very <gasps> very scary like <laughs> like mannequin dolls like those you know those creepy ones that yes. like Faceless. Have the ties, and then they're in the suits, and then then the forced happiness. Like every time they came on screen, like like screen, I jumped. They were very extremely creepy, yeah. but it was absolutely beautiful. Like loved it, loved it, loved it. It was literally so good. Like I walked out and I was like, oh my god, that was amazing. Keanu Reeves <laughs> was absolutely having a moment. Kaboom! <laughs> the I didn't realize just how funny he was like was and could be in that movie um even after just, always be my maybe well this is this is what was so wild about it is i was like is keanu reeves funny when you can see him like because there's a part of keanu reeves where the like his humor comes from the fact he's laughing at himself so you like i thought that i would have to physically be able to see keanu reeves joking and being him taking the piss out of him that that's where he generates his humor but it wasn't at all it was like he played definitely like duke kaboom who at one stage was just saying his name over and over again while <laughs> posing and i was like crying i was laughing so much because i was like what is this this is like it was absolutely amazing and fantastic and i really really did, really loved it did keanu out keanu himself in this I just, I don't know why it was so funny. Like, also, like, by the time, like, um, Keanu makes an appearance, not halfway through the movie, I don't know, because I totally lost track of time while watching it, but he's, like, not in the first maybe quarter to half, maybe even third. Mm. So it's like I forgot he was going to come in, and then I was like, 
oh, and then he turns up and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, you're the stunt writer. This is really funny. But his whole, like, like again, the character is kind of laughing at himself at his inability to be a, like, show jumper while also being quite showy. So it was just, like, the perfect stunt, evil Knievel, like, character for him to be. Mm. But it was... Yeah, he was just, like, he was perfect. But, like, by the time he come, had come on, like, I had already cried. There were some very emotional scenes that I obviously took more than, like, the emotion. The ending, oh, my God, the ending. I was just, there was just this, like, really beautiful moment where you kind of know what's about to happen because you know that they're going to wrap it up and how are they going to wrap it up? And they just do it in a way that it was just like, oh my God, that was the most beautiful thing ever. And that's the only way you could ever end this movie. And oh my goodness, it was just amazing. And there was also this, like, the funniest line, which is like so insignificant, but still hilarious, is that like they're a bit, like, they're a bit way through the movie and the toys have to distract the parents because they're like go, they've gone on this road trip so they're in this caravan but like Woody's gone off on an adventure so the toys have to kind of effectively distract the parents so they don't leave and leave Woody behind while he's trying to sort um, something out. I'm trying not to give it away but also like I acknowledge that it sounds very very vague. <laughs> so the toys are like trying to figure out how they can keep this essential like um, mobile home caravany thingy um, where it is and one of the characters is just like we should plot something on the dad or like we should like frame the dad and like make the dad go to jail and it just sounds so insanely sinister compared to everything else that you're just like oh my god that is hilarious and that was like always one of the great things about Toy Story is it like fed into children because it is about toys and it's animated and it's like colourful and beautiful and all those things but there are so many jokes that are for the like the adults or the parents who go along with these kids and it was just one of those moments where we were like yeah let's commit a crime and frame it on the dad and you're just like that is not a short term solution but it is also really really funny and possibly going to a really dark place but it was it like, yeah, Toy Story 4 was amazing. Although I did have to laugh because this week um, a group who call themselves One Million Mums um, put out this thing where they wanted people to boycott Toy Story 4. Um, and I was like, what? And they were like, yeah, they said that there was a dangerous lesbian scene. Sorry, and what? Like, Do repeat. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> it was this group called One Million Mums. Mm-hmm. They had protests over Toy Story, Toy Story 4 over, quote, dangerous lesbian scene. What the, what the, what the, what? And they said, so One Million Mums is a conservative um, group. <laughs> no surprise there. Um, and they said that even though they admitted it was a subtle nod, it was still a dangerous nod that you know obviously affected the fabric of the community and so I was like where was the lesbian scene in Toy Story 4 and I was like it must have been when the creepy marionettes were happening maybe like (laughs) two of the dolls like like 
or maybe I didn't pick up what was happening. It was just very much like, I don't understand what has happened. And so I was reading the article and it is literally a background scene where um, the young girl, Molly, is it? I'm pretty sure her name's Molly. Um, yeah. Anyway, she goes to preschool and her dad, like her parents drop her off. And in the background, apparently there were two mums also dropping off their kid. Like <gasps> there's no dialogue or anything. It just happens in the background. And then when she's picked up from school, you again see these two mums picking up the child from school. And apparently that was obviously um, very dangerous. And I was Tally. just like... Sounds I was like, so dangerous. Yeah. I am clutching my pearls uh, at my chest. My just, heart is beating so fast. Like, how will we sleep at night? I was also like... I'm 32 and I watched Toy Story and did not notice that. I was like, how do you expect children to pick that up? If anything, they've actually highlighted the scene by making this big deal about it because it's like, it's just all sorts of crazy anyway. And also like... If you are protesting it and you're saying, like, don't go along, who you're affecting is, like, those poor kids who've watched Toy Story 1, 2, and 3. Mm. Who, who they're just like, no, you can't watch the fourth one. Why? Oh, because for about, like, three seconds, two women, like, drop off a child and then pick up a child. And, you know, obviously the world's going to crumble because of it. It was actually kind of wild. Tali, responsible parenting is dangerous. Yeah, Exactly. How dare they provide a loving home for their child? How dare like, they both pick dare... up their child? <laughs> you should let them leave the child abandoned on the street. Like, child should have walked home by himself and rather expose themselves in public. <laughs> and the fact that you're even taking the child to school, like how irresponsible. Like <laughs> this is wild. And I bet, I bet, I bet they even packed the child like lunch. Like, <gasps> food and water and like maybe even a jacket if like the child got cold. Like how, how dare irrational. They? Like seriously, someone called child services because truly, truly outrageous. This child made it to school in one piece with both parents. Yeah, I know. How it's, dare. It's wild. Oh. Wild. Well, Tyler, you know what that means? What? They go on a certain list. Oh, yes! Oh, my God, it's been so long. I forgot about it. Do it! You are officially on my shit list! Yeah. Oh, it's been so long. That was nice. <laughs> so It's so nice to know that even though we've been away for a while, that people still out there are being, like, can be shit. <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of shit... You are officially on my shit list! Twitter is still shit. Oh, as in down or just general? <laughs> oh, so this week a photo was released of Jason Momoa enjoying his day-to-day -day oh. life. He was yeah. shirtless. Mm -mm, hello. Um, but because he didn't have his Aquaman abs, people are like, oh, my God, he's gone fat. Like, what? How? Nah. He's fat now. He can't be anything. Nah, he's not attractive anymore. Completely fat shaming him. Okay. When you look at the photo, he's probably, I think he's got like probably a centimeter of skin covering his abs. So you can't see his abs as well. And he's not flexing. And he's like, I see a very fit Jason Momoa and he looks real yummy. I don't understand what's going on. Do you know what's so funny about it <laughs> is I saw the like the headlight thing that like Jason Momoa being fat shamed for his dad bod, mm. and then I was just like, oh, like 
not that I was expecting something bad, but I just didn't expect a photo that looked so good. Like, oh my god, he just, just like, he looks so good, and he's like, "What are they talking about? What dad bod?" There was even a part of me that went, "Oh, maybe I have a chance with him now." No way, <laughs> hell, do I? Like that was the thing. Is like they were trying to shame him to be like he's unattractive, but it's not at all. It's actually really ridiculous like he oh, is on vacation he's by the pool he's walking around with his in his board shorts yeah and the fact of the matter is if you saw him in real life and not on twitter you would be like oh my god who is that beautiful beautiful man in front of me like don't stare directly at him he looks like he could like blind me with his beauty yeah and that's also captured in the photo, but the fact that people could just be like, oh, my God, he doesn't have a six-pack and therefore he's really let himself go. It's like he has not in any way, shape, sense or form. Let himself go. I mean, honestly, if he flexed, they would be there. If he just yeah. didn't eat carbs for two days, they would be <laughs> there. Because honestly, all those shirtless scenes, those actors aren't eating. They're not eating any carbs yeah. Yeah. or drinking living, any water. Yeah. It's just water dehydration of their bodies so yeah. you can see all those points i mean that's why like bodybuilders don't like drink any water before they go in for their yeah for their things yeah, it's exact it's same or. thing and it's yeah. just like no he's just being having a normal ass diet having a couple beers enjoying himself on vacation yeah. and he still looks so damn good and <laughs> if he arm wrestled you you would be down in exactly. two seconds um, i really liked um a tweet by Dusty Smith, who like had the picture of um, Jason Momoa, mm. and he wrote, "Jason Momoa is getting body shamed on the internet today for this picture of him on vacation because he's quote fat now and has a quote dad bod, and I'm officially never taking my shirt off ever again <laughs> as long as I live, not even in the shower, because he is still so beautiful that like normal men are like, oh my god, if." That guy is getting criticism for what he looks like. I have no chance ever. Like it is no just, chance at all. It is just absolutely wild. I do love. I think I saw a one woman. She was like, "Well, if that's a dad bod, well, consider me pregnant." <laughs> <laughs> it's the other funny it's thing like, about it. Yeah, he's a daddy. Makes sense. <laughs> But the funny thing about it too is like like along with those kind of comments or like people going, I wish I was that fat or I wish that like that I looked like that on a bad day. But it's also this idea of body shaming that like women obviously get it so often mm. on the internet in any way. Like yeah. if you're at the beach or and you're in like in any form of clothing or you're just a woman on the internet, then your looks are going to get, get criticised. So I think it was kind of interesting that – it was happening to a man, mm. but at the same time, it was still following that idea of like, but they don't look bad. So why are you fat shaming or body shaming no. someone? But it also, it was a man of color. Yes. Yeah. And it's yeah. So it's just it's, like why? <laughs> yeah. It was like it. And that's the thing too. Like there is no consistency when it. Mm comes to this kind of thing but I think like for those people who like body shamed him there were just as many who came out and were like oh people have lost their damn mind because he looks beautiful he is beautiful yeah I wish I was as fit as him oh my goodness it's just on like, holiday and- like come on yeah. <laughs> 
(laughs) It still is a beautiful photo. And he's even got like his smouldering eyes going on. Like he just can't take a bad photo of that man. Yeah. He also looks like a really good person to have around in a case of an emergency. Like if something (laughs) happened by that pool, someone was drowning or something was set on fire or something happened, Mm. like you'd want that man just there with you. Like saving the day just for a hug afterwards. It would just he'd do it all. He'd please do it all. hug me. Just please <laughs> hug me. Just tell me everything's gonna be okay. And he's like, there's literally nothing wrong. No, tell me, hold me, hold me. <laughs> just pat my head and say everything's gonna be okay. Oh my god. Everything you touch bad. is magic. <laughs> It is. It's a crazy world out there. It's so funny when you started that where you're like, Twitter's down. And I was like, yeah, Twitter was down this morning. It, it was, was very down. difficult. And I Chrissy Teigen was, was not coping. That's been a weird one. Like Facebook's been down a lot. Mm. Twitter's been down. Oh, the world we live in now. Yeah, no, social media is just going down in a lot of yeah. ways. Exactly. Exactly. What it's will we that. have left, Tali? What will we have left? I guess face-to-face interactions. Oh my gosh, what craziness! I can't even do that with you right now. We are currently <laughs> facebooking each other as we record this. It's wild. It's <laughs> it's all happening. It's all happening. Soon I'll just be a robot. It'll be a live-action me. Someone will animate me. Oh god, that is the future, isn't it? <laughs> I was just about to say, and then I will come in and do a voiceover. And I was like, I guess that that's what could happen right now. <laughs> I could pretend that I am actually a live animated lion and you're just hearing my voice as I do the voiceover. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, cool. Well. The joys. Joys. But next week we can definitely chat more about the Lion King once yes. we see the full scope of the emoting lions. What will it be like? We will have to wait and see. Wait and see. And I think New Queer Eye comes out next week too. Oh, my God. Yes. The 17th? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. It will be. So much to chat about. I'm ready to get emotionally wrecked again. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's do this. Which gives me a week to get through Stranger Things because, as I said, I've been on holiday and have had no time to watch anything. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no. Can you, like, I recently got into Stranger Things. So, yeah, can you watch it and can we discuss it? Because I'm having feelings about the third season. Okay, great. Cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Next That's week. next week's. That's next week's. <laughs> From what? Done and done. Done and done. Well, Tyler, <laughs> it's been delightful hearing your voice again here on Gaggle of Geeks. As yours, Sophie, as yours. It's been a while, geeky. Gagglers? Gagglers. I was going to call you geekers, and that just does not make sense. But gagglers, thank you for listening. Uh, Do continue listening. We are sorry that these podcasts are far in between, but we'll promise to try much harder until Tali goes on holiday in a few months. (laughs) To get some kind of continuity. That's right. (laughs) We're getting there. We're getting there. Indeed. Until next time. Bye. Bye.